0: hey everybody welcome back to episode two of the bend with brie podcast i am so happy y'all are here for episode two and can't wait to dive into today's topic it is one of my favorites and also something that i find extremely challenging and am working on myself but before we get into episode two, just wanted to see how y'all are doing with your middle splits. So I would love for you guys to tag me on Instagram at BendwithBrie or TikTok, which is also at Bend with Bree, with your pictures, videos, what you guys are doing. If you found anything new, I'd love to see it. So wanted to let you guys know that I'm always available on social media. I love to see what you guys have learned from the episode and if you guys have found anything new to play with. It's something I find extremely entertaining myself. So I hope everybody is having fun on their middle splits journey. So on to today, how to get a deeper backbend. This is something that is so tricky because there's so many things involved with backbending. Not only is there the skill of learning the backbend, but there's so much involved in safety and mindset. It can feel vulnerable, especially with so many people having low back issues. So we're gonna go into all of that today. Like usual, we're gonna start off with the basics, right? What do you need? So props-wise, You're gonna need blocks, um, at least two, but preferably three. Like I said before, you can get them on Amazon for relatively cheap. Especially if you're new to backbending, I would definitely recommend having three blocks handy. The next would be a yoga wheel. Again, you can get this on Amazon about 20, 25 bucks usually. This is optional, but I do highly recommend it. It kind of hurts me like a bitch. Some people find it relaxing, but it does help you open up the spine. If you've got soreness in the muscles around your spine, which I typically do a lot, um, it'll really help release that. It's also, I found a really safe way to work on some of the poses. So like King Camel, that pose scares me to death. So I work on it a lot with my yoga wheel because that makes me feel a lot safer than me just backbending without anything there to catch me. The last thing is a back warmer. This I'm going to say is a little bit dependent on your level. If you're just starting out on your backbending journey, I don't think you need a back warmer, but if you're someone who's been backbending a while, you're going into a contortion or these really deep backbends you see on Instagram, it can be a very helpful thing. Back warmers basically, it's like a, a brace that goes around your core and your back but not stiff obviously it's a very loose material almost like something you'd wear over your face in the cold and it keeps your back warm it protects your spine from getting injured a lot of the ways people get injured backbending is you know going too far when you're cold and not properly warmed up so that can be a really helpful tool for clothes pretty similar to middle splits you want to be comfortable um the shirt is a lot more important than the pants if you want to wear jeans to backbend, you can wear jeans wouldn't recommend it though um, but shirts, specifically for women, your shirt will hike up and probably your boobs will spill out. So you want to be mindful of what you're wearing, especially if you're going to be doing it not in the comfort of your own home. So I just wanted to let you know that something a lot of people forget to keep in mind. And then they realize they're like flashing everybody and half their stomach is sticking out. So something to be aware of when you're backbending. Mindset. I always touch on this and I know that it can feel sometimes a little bit annoying if you're starting out. You're like, just give me the practical stuff. But I think a lot of people stop their journey and get deterred deterred because they don't have the proper mindset with the poses they're doing. So I do want to touch on it for a second. Backbends are heart opening poses, which can be very vulnerable poses. A lot of emotions can come up in backbending. A lot of people have a tendency to hunch their shoulders forward, bow their head. And that can be a way to hide from people. So when you backbend, you're putting your shoulders back, you're opening your heart and your chest, you're putting your head back. That can release a lot for a lot of people. I've known people to cry in backbending. It's not something I've struggled with, but I've always struggled with a tendency to like go forward. Like I get in a backbend, especially if I'm in public, you know, like a park or something. My tendency is like, I always want to get out and like go back to hunching forward. So I want to challenge you to not just embrace the backbending, but when you're done, don't just immediately curl up you're going to find that's a tendency like immediately get in a little ball I want you to really work on letting your chest be open letting the feelings arise and not pushing yourself too hard to maybe be in a place you're not ready to be emotionally if you find this is something that's very emotional for you so that's something I really wanted to touch on because it can be a little bit shocking if you're not aware of it so now on to the practical stuff I wanna start start out like usual with poses that you can do, and then I'm gonna go into the active versions of poses. Because like I've said before, active stretching is key to getting better flexibility. It really is, not just from a standpoint of like, oh, I wanna look really good on Instagram, but also safety-wise. If you're passive stretching a lot and you're not doing any kind of strength training, that can be dangerous long-term. Um, So I really recommend active stretching. That's why I'm always gonna give active stretching variations on this podcast. One episode, I'll really dive into the difference between passive and active stretching. So starting out with just the poses though. So we have the basic poses, which are uh, bridge pose, which is you're lying on your back and you're gonna lift your hips up. Um, Neck is gonna be pulling away from your chest, but your, your back will still be on the ground. This is a really good beginner's variation. You can keep your hands by you or clasp them underneath you to get a little bit deeper. Another really good beginner variation is to put block or blocks under your spine. Um, you can do it like mid spine, upper spine, and then you can put one under your head if you'd like to lessen the back bend. That's a really good passive stretch to get deeper into the spine. On to more intermediate poses, wheel pose which is kind of what you think of when you, when you think bridge pose, like in gymnastics. That's where you put your hand up by your ears, your feet in towards your butt, and then you push up into a full wheel. And you can also do a, like a more passive version, which is lying back on your yoga wheel that I mentioned earlier. And you know, you just basically sit down. You can either extend your legs or bring them in towards you, and then you're just gonna let yourself roll back onto the yoga wheel and relax there. Or if you don't have a yoga wheel and you have the blocks, you would just add more blocks. So remove the block from your head and maybe add another two, uh, one, two or three blocks under your back so the back bend is deeper. The last um, poses I'll go over are the advanced variations. So advanced variations of wheel pose are you can play with leg variations. You can lift one leg in the air. You can extend them straight, which can get very, very deep into the upper back. You can put your feet up on a couch, um, which is one a lot of people don't think of. You can also go down onto your elbows um, your or your forearms. Just be mindful of that, make sure you're ready. That can be really, really a deep pose. So um, be careful with that one. The next is on the wheel. You can lean back and you can roll yourself back with your legs straight. So it gets really deep into that full spine or work on your camel, which would be, you know, you. Uh, Keep your knees in, so your feet are by the wheel, and then you lean back and you pull your elbows and grab onto the wheel. So you're all the way down. You can Google King uh, King Camel to see what I'm talking about there, but getting that on the wheel is a good starting point for that pose. So those are the some beginner, intermediate, and advanced. I did reference King Camel, but regular Camel can be a beginner or intermediate pose. Beginner would be keep your hands in the middle or lower part of your back and just lean back and hold that. The intermediate would be to bring your hands to your heels and hold that pose there. Next, we're gonna be onto the active versions of all of these stretches that I've mentioned. Three key stretches in backbending. So the first is bridge pose. So let's talk about some active versions of bridge pose. The first would be to lift and lower the hips, not letting your hip touch the ground. That also can work the glutes. You can lift one leg in the air. Um, you can kind of swim that leg if you want to make it a little dancy or a little flowy. You can bring your hands to your hips, palms facing outward, and you can lift both legs up. So you're just on, you know, the tops of your arms. You can swim your legs in that pose. So there's some way to make bridge a little bit more playful, fun, and active. Uh, next on to camel. This would be more advanced. Um, so you can do a dancing camel which is where you put you know one hand on your heel you let the other arm go above you and swing it around till it grabs your other heel so then you're in a full camel then take the opposite hand you know swing it in front of your face so you're back to seated and just keep making that circular motion i have a video of that on instagram if you want to see it as well so that's a variation of camel you can also work towards a king camel which is basically your hands going all the way back onto the floor. That's one I personally could probably do, but don't feel safe enough to do. So you never want to push backbending and risk getting hurt. If you don't feel safe, you're not ready mentally or physically. So just hold off. But that is a variation available to you if you're ready for it. On to wheel pose. So many active things you can do in wheel pose. Uh, that's a really fun one. You can go up into wheel. Um, this is my favorite one. You straighten your legs. Then you bend them, drop your hips, and then straighten them. Then bend them and drop your hips a bit, then straighten them for like a rocking wheel. You can bring your legs in, put one leg up like you did in bridge pose, swing that, um, and then alternate legs. You can also go down into your forearms, lift back up into wheel, down into your forearms. You can also do a dancing wheel like you can with camel as well. So you bring one arm behind you, swing it in front of your face, that palm down will have to spin, and then you'll be in full wheel, and then you'll bring that palm back around in front of your face so you're back to seated. Again, I have a video of that as well on my Instagram if you'd like to see that. So today's episode is just a general overview of backbending, but to get a deeper backbend, what I want you to do is implement these three poses, both the passive and the active versions, one to three times a week, depending on how serious you are about getting your backbend, how much of a goal that is for you. Um, so if you do the, you know, beginner version one to three times a week, then maybe you start to feel comfortable and you do the beginner versions of, you know, wheel and camel, but you start to move on to the more advanced variations of bridge posts. You know, you can start to progress that way. Um, and I would say do 60% of the active versions, So like the dancing camel, the dancing wheel, lifting and lowering the legs, things like that. I would do that 60% of the time. And then the other 40 doing passive stretching. For recovery, for back bending, um, huge keys are whenever you do deep back bendings, you wanna make sure to round out the spine. So earlier I said, you know, I don't want you to just hunch up immediately. I still don't want you to do that, but you do wanna eventually round out the spine. Um, so you can do that by bringing your knees into your chest. If you're in a wheel pose, you can keep your feet planted on the floor in front of you and you know uh, roll down over your legs so your back's able to round out a bit. You can take, your, uh, take a seat on the floor, extend your legs out, flex your feet, grab your toes or use a strap to grab your toes. And then instead of pulling yourself forward so you're going towards your legs, you just round out your spine, tuck your ribs in. So, those are three ways to round out your spine. Anytime you stretch your back bends, I want you to do the round out. Um, it's really, really important that you balance out your spine when you're back bending. If you find yourself sore, depending on how often you're stretching, again, I recommend Epsom salts, um, yoga wheel, like a really light yoga wheel can be really helpful for recovery. Those would honestly be my top two. A huge key though, huge caveat no pain with back bending. Make sure you have a doctor's approval if you have back issues. And if you feel any pain whatsoever, it's not worth it. Having a pretty Instagram pose is not worth hurting your back. It, it It's linked to everything. I know so many people have had back surgery. It absolutely sucks. It'll put you out of your practice and long-term put you behind. Um, so that's the number one most important thing I've said today, honestly. But yeah, I hope that is helpful for everybody. Like I said, this is just a general overview, some things you can implement throughout the week to get a deeper backbend. I will go deeper into, you know, in a book or maybe in a future podcast, if you're interested of like specifically a program you can do to get a deeper backbend or more poses, if you guys have found this interesting, like, okay, we got these three, we've done them for a while. What now? I can definitely do a podcast like that. So just let me know, hit me up on Instagram or TikTok or the podcast. Um, I'd love to hear it. So that is all for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love to see everybody tuning in, trying to get more flexible, more fit. It makes me so happy. Um, so please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. It honestly means the world when I see new review or new rating. It helps so much for podcasters that 's not just me that 's everybody. It takes a lot of time to make these episodes and put out this content, you know, especially people who don't include ads. It's free. The reviews mean so much and it means people are there and we're not just like in our houses talking to ourselves. So please leave a review if you can, um, you know, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, reach out. I love to hear from everybody. Love to see your stretches. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Bye.